Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. And up first, ESPN broke news Thursday that Bellator 214 will take place without a dream. The dream catcher that is. Gegard Musasi is injured and will not be able to participate as the A side of the co main event for that card in LA on January 26th. And it was not his neck, but his back that kept him out of a second attempt to defend his Bellator goal versus Rafael Lovato Jr. Yeah, so that card is taking a loss I mean it's still headlined by the culmination of the heavyweight Grand Prix you got Fader versus Bader and I'm gonna keep mispronouncing it until the fight no longer takes place or until I stop talking about it because I, I like it because it rhymes anyway got Fader versus Bader the debut of Jack Swagger Still got the blue chip prospect in Aaron Pico taking on his greatest test to date versus Henry Corrales. So even though the car took a loss, still has a lot of good going on for it, especially since it's the only uh, fight that night and the UFC decides to cancel his car down the highway in Anaheim now someone who's not taking a loss is Deron Wynn he cashed in on his golden boy MMA co-main event spot just about a month ago and to quote his Twitter post he is happy to announce that he signed with the big leagues he'll be fighting for the UFC at middleweight now one of his coaches and mentors is the heavyweight champ for the UFC, Daniel Cormier. So he'll be following him over. I thought that like Pico and Ruth and so many other wrestlers that Bellator has groomed that win would have a better fit there. But he decided to take his talents to the UFC and I'll be interested in seeing his debut. Speaking of debuts, on March 31st, according to uh, AP release, the debut of former Bellator champ and former UFC champs, both Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson, will take place for one championship on that day. One signed a deal recently with Bleacher Report Live 
they'll be a part of their package $9.99 a month yeah that's great but I'm good on that uh, got enough <laughs> enough other subscriptions that probably not gonna take that one on at least not right now outside of that they don't have much to offer at least for me now if their a la carte pricing is the same as they have for some of their National League lacrosse games yeah I'll pop for a quarter or two you know three dollars or so I can do that but another ten dollars no not for the key at least not right now alright the last headline hot take for the main card today is that on a press call for UFC 232 John Jones has some stuff to say about the Nevada State Athletic Commission's suggestion that he undergo VADA testing and with this being an off week where you have none of the majors with MMA cards got a little time and I'm gonna speak on it in a new segment of the same name this subject was submitted to me by a listener and if that's something that you want to do you're more than welcome to give me a topic and I'll speak on it I'll select the best submission of the week and we'll make it happen you can get that information to me a number of different ways one is through our social media outlets so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram follow us MTMV Sports on all of those but if you want your voice to be heard go to anchor.fm and you can leave a message for us there or you can give us a call at 470-228-MTMV Again, that's 470-228-MTMV, which is 6868. I'll add your message to the podcast and speak on it. All right. As I alluded to, that's it for Headlines and Hot Takes. On the other side, we will go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one, too. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. Fight fans. Time for the old one, two. ESPN Deportes reported that Canelo Rocky did big numbers for Latin TV. 10 million on Televisa, 16 million on TV Azteca for a grand total of 26 million through these outlets. I wonder how that translated for the zone. I know of some people who did take advantage of the free month to see that fight, but the zone is going to need to do better because I was looking through the calendar just before recording and there's one event one 
just one. No cricket, <laughs> no uh, Japanese soccer, nothing scheduled except for a Fight Nights Global next week. Or actually, that might be at the beginning of the year. Either way it goes, just one thing over the next two weeks. And you're just coming off of one of the biggest cards that you've had. Ooh, that, that's not good. That's not good. It doesn't make people want to stick around for what you have. And there are no other boxing matches scheduled until January 26th. Hmm. Now, World Boxing Super Series, they haven't had an event in about a month. On their site, they've got semis for the Bantamweight, Cruiserweight, and Light Heavyweight being targeted for early 2019 but no dates have been announced so that hurts the zone something that bears keeping an eye on though is when the zone debuted a couple months back i could have sworn that the white chisora fight was announced to be shown on the platform but it's not like i said the only thing that schedule over the next two weeks is a fight night's global and nothing for boxing when you look at the step and repeat banner behind those two fighters for their initial press conference you got standing right back there the man who made it happen supposedly signed a billion dollar contract with the zone to provide boxing Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing's own. Beside him is David Hay. And then on either side of those two, you got White and Teresa. Now, when you look at that banner, in the upper right-hand corner, you see the Zone's logo. So I know I wasn't tripping when I know that they said that this was going to be on the Zone, but it's not being shown stateside. Again, this bears watching as I reported last week that DAZN may already be looking to increase their prices I know they just signed a deal with Major League Baseball that's big for them and maybe they're putting all their focus here as this may be a great way to drive in subscriptions but you don't want to lose the people you already have as well and again you got a nice bump if 26 million people were watching on those two platforms how many people were watching on the zone i don't know but the fact that you have nothing to show for over a week yeah that's not good at all now one thing that may be good about this fight that unfortunately we can't see is that Eddie Hearn said the winner of Saturday's fight would be behind Wilder as the first choice and Fury as the second choice for a fight with AJ in April. That fight's supposed to take place at Wembley Stadium, so they are looking to pack the house out. I don't know that Whiter Teresa will do it, I'm sorry, I said Therese. I'm thinking about Therese. Uh White or Chisora will do it. But they are in talks of fighting AJ as well as uh, Alexander Usyk, which I would love to see that fight. 
Luis Ortiz is an option too. But because White and uh, Chisora have links to Matchroom Boxing already, and Wilder and Fury have a mandatory rematch that's been mandated by the WBC, and that's going to be a huge, huge fight because of how well and how controversial the first one was. It's highly probable that options three through five may step up to be the number one option. Now, Lennox Lewis said that he feels like AJ is just enjoying his protected life in the UK fighting uh, these fighters that are out there, but not taking the challenge of traveling to the US for a tough matchup. And he said he feels like AJ doesn't want to fight Wilder or Fury. Now, as far as the traveling to the U.S. for a big matchup is concerned, if you're looking to fill Wembley Stadium, fighting Tyson Fury right now, oh my goodness, that would be major, major in the U.K. They're both based on that side of the pond, so I don't see why that couldn't happen. Um, does he want to come to the U.S. to fight Wilder? No, he's already said he wants Wilder to come to the UK and then maybe after beating him, he'll give him a rematch on US soil for AJ to remain the baddest man on the planet he's going to have to face some bad men though and just taking on this fighter and that fighter is not going to get it alright that is going to do it for this portion of the 012. Let's talk about the fights that are lined up for this weekend. On Saturday, December 22nd, I already told you about uh, Dylan White and Derek Chisora. They're fighting a 12 round heavyweight bout. Also on that card, you got Christopher Rosales taking on Charlie Edwards. Rosales is ranked number five. And he will fight Edwards and attempt to defend his flyweight title that has been given to him by the WBC. On Saturday night, you've got coming from Brooklyn. That's right, the Barclays Center. Jamel Charlo, I'm sorry, Jamal Charlo, who's ranked number six at middleweight, fighting Matt. Korobov, that's a 12 round fight his brother Jermel Charlo who's ranked number 2 at junior middleweight will be fighting Tony Harrison that's a 12 round bout too for Charlo's WBC title then you also have Dominic Brazil taking on Carlos Negron that's a 10 round heavyweight bout on the other side of the pond Coming from Manchester on ESPN Plus, we got Josh Warrington, who's ranked number six, taking on number three, Carl Frampton. That is a 12-round featherweight fight, featherweight title fight for the IBF title that is currently being held by Josh Warrington. Billy Joe Saunders was supposed to fight on this card, too. But there are rumors that the fight is off. Uh, 
more news should be coming out about that soon unfortunately i was not able to confirm it like i said it's just rumors but uh yeah not saying anything about that all right five fans that does it for the old one too let's take a quick break and then the many lies of john bones jones i'm gonna speak on it keep it locked mtmv sports main car still got something for you They say cats have nine lives. If that's true, John Bones Jones must be part of feline. I mean, a Bentley wrecking DUI, positive cocaine test, hit and run that injured a pregnant woman, two consecutive failed drug tests for PEDs, and right back in the main event for a title man, I mean, you talk about fortunate. With all the chances that Bones has had, you would think that he has a judge for a father or that he came from money. And neither of these things is true. He is the son of a coaching pastor and it's probably the prayers of his parents that have afforded him so many of these opportunities, honestly. Now, on the conference call for UFC 232 this week, Jones was trying to get DC to take the Vegas. DC says he's going to retire after fighting Brock Lesnar and that he's done. Well, he's trying to bait him to come out and fight again and to fight at 205. Said that he wants DC to be his first defense of the 205-pound belt. Well, DC is a champ at 205 right now, so... How's that going to be your first defense when you don't have a belt? You still have a fight. You still have to win a fight in order to become the champion. And that fight is versus Alexander Gustafsson. But John says, hey, it's just going to be another day at the office or at the office for him. Won't be that bad. He was tired by round two, but his grit and determination pushed him through uh, that he didn't take us as seriously as he needed to but he'll be better prepared this time you know and then plus after the last layoff I beat the so called best in DC now Jones and his striking coach Brandon Gibson feel like the time off has been good for him Bones has always been confident but I can't remember him being this cocky pride goes before destruction a hearty heart heart sorry goes before the fall now we've seen him be this crazy behind the scenes but when he knows the camera's on he really doesn't act like this or I should say historically he hasn't acted like this but we're seeing some different facets to John Bones Jones he even sounded different at the beginning of the conference his tone was not as refined um, or I should say yeah his speech wasn't as refined his tone was a little off I was like who is this and maybe he had some congestion or something I don't know but he did not sound like 
John Jones. I had to like stop and listen. I was like, wait a minute, is this him? But when one of the reporters brought up the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association, all his tone switched all the way up. And he sounded like the John Jones that I'm used to hearing. Now, his reply was, you know, I was advised not to get into it too much. It's a pretty serious company. You know, I've been focused on my fight and giving that all my energy. I don't have enough information to enter into it yet. You know, yeah, I really need to do more research first. Okay. If you're clean, what's the problem? What's the, what do you need to research if you're clean? Hey, Vada can come and test me right now. No problems. No questions whatsoever. Because I know I'm not doing anything that's going to cause me to have a positive test. Now, John has been a bit paranoid after this last situation. And isn't comfortable with strangers giving him cups of water. He thinks he's being uh, poisoned or set up. So, I can see you know a bit of his dilemma but come on if you're not doing anything wrong what's the big deal with getting tested by Vada as well as USADA well big deal is Vada goes deeper than USADA does that hence the pretty serious company statement and for a fighter that's tested positive for PDs twice in the last two fight attempts, why would he willingly subject himself to even more stringent tests than the tests that have already caught him cheating? Now, back in 2015, before the UFC's agreement with USADA, New York and the state of Nevada, which is the one who said, hey, let's give this a try, had issues getting them to comply with what fighters they were testing and submitting that information to them that's why Nevada was like hey why don't you let Vada do it because we know they go hard after people uh they're a bit more reputable we've had a better understanding with them you know and I, again I get why he wouldn't want to do it but at the same time balking at this doesn't look good for someone who wants to prove they're a clean fighter? You know, oh, yeah, just nanograms, nanograms is like uh, a pinch of salt in a limited size swimming pool. Okay, we'll take the Vada test then. Oh, oh I, I'm not sure. I have to look into that more and then, and maybe later. Okay, yeah, right. Now, I am doing this segment, I'm speaking on it because. One of the listeners asked specifically, why does the UFC keep giving him these title fights? Why do they keep putting him in this position? And it's simple. It's the same reason that many illogical things take place. Money. Outside of UFC 229, which was the company's biggest pay-per-view card ever, this will probably be the best payday that the UFC has in 2018. When the next highest pay-per-view this year didn't do over 400000 getting Jones to come back 
and possibly doing 500k or more is a great way to close out the year last time Jones fought it was 860,000 pay-per-views now granted that was against his greatest rival in DC when he fought Gus the first time though they did 310,000 which is nearly 100,000 more than what they've averaged this year outside of that 229 card. And no one knew what was going to happen in that fight. There was no history between Jones and Gus. And before that fight, Jones hadn't really seen adversity. That was before he had the trouble with the law and the drug test. Now, we know Gus, by some people's estimations, mine included, beat John Jones the first fight. He gave John issues. First fighter to take him down. And John is coming in off of yet another layoff. All people are going to want to tune in to see this because they want to know what Jones will show up. It's not the first time Jones has to come in off a layoff. Will it be the stale, stiff John Jones who fought OSP? Or the one who fought back from adversity. Let's not forget. Daniel Cormier was winning the fight until he wasn't. Until he got caught with that head kick that knocked him out. Or I should say knocked him silly and then got followed up with strikes to knock him out. And that fight was last August. What fighter's gonna show up? We'll find out next week. In closing, one of the things John has said about all this is that he wants to be someone who overcomes and gives hope to others by overcoming and showing that you can you can do things that other people think that you can't do. You can fight back from adversity and be successful. That's a great, great goal to have. Above all, though, for John Jones, I hope that he'll surrender to God and become the man that he was created to be. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. fans thank you so much for tuning in to the main card week after week uh, go through a lot of information to curate what I feel is best and most interesting to bring to you each week on the main card and I appreciate you listening in as a reminder follow MTMV Sports on all social platforms uh, get you all the great information about what MTMV Sports is doing so not just the main card but our football coverage baseball coverage, basketball coverage, uh, wrestling coverage, you name it we are covering it and if we're not covering it and you want to cover it hit us up uh, send an email to 
El Capitan Rick Sincere at debatefuel at gmail.com and talk to him about anything that you would like to cover for the MTMV Sports Network. Hey, if you want to hear our podcast first, you can do that via anchor.fm and don't forget you can also leave a message there that I can use on the main card. A lot of people listen to our podcast via Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for that. We ask that you subscribe to us and leave a review there. Salute to our sponsor, Pocket Cast, which you can use on your Android as well as your iPhone. Catch us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, or any of the other many outlets that we are posted through. Don't forget, fight fans. So, a lot of fights going on this weekend. May be a slow week for MMA, but you still have Titan making their debut in Kazakhstan. That's going to be on Fight Pass on Friday morning. And Island Fights will be on Fight Pass Friday night. Uh, and that's in conjunction with Roy Jones squaring. Uh, promotions then you got all that boxing that I talked about in the one two that's available this weekend too so uh, as most weekends you're not at a loss for fights don't forget outside of anchor you can have your voice heard on the MTMV main card and on some of the other podcasts that we have by calling MTMV Sports line and leaving a message. That number again is 470-228-MTMV. That's 470-228-6868 or MTMV. Sports fans rejoice my team, my voice. And until next time, it's your man, the voice host of the MTMV main card and I'm sounding off.